May the Lord continue to expand your mind. May he continue to expand your understanding in his word, give you clarity, give you insight, revelation, knowledge into the mysteries of the kingdom of God. We're going back to where we were last week in Acts chapter 20, verse 17 through 24, first in the New King James Version, then we'll read it again in the New Living Translation. Also, we're going to add to that the gospel according to John, chapter 19, verse 25 through 30. Again, that's the gospel according to John, chapter 19, verse 25 through 30, and that in the New King James as well. Glory to God. Tonight, I want to continue in the vein that we were starting on last week. On last week, we talked about a finisher. But tonight, I want to deal with kind of add to that, thicken the plot. And I want to talk about the heart of a finisher. Amen. The heart of a finisher. What kind of heart do we have to, amen, possess to finish what God has given us? Glory to God. Amen. When we're pressing in our passion, when we're pressing in our purpose and passion, shall I say, amen, there is no real need for the believer to be going around uh, day by day, meandering around, wandering, uh, not doing anything, not pressing in prayer in the word, amen, because your passion and purpose will keep you busy, amen, in the things of God. Your passion and your purpose should keep you busy, amen, the things of God and your gift and your character. All of that, amen, um, has to be worked on on a daily basis. Glory to God. Acts chapter 20. And we'll start at verse 17, that first in the New King James Version. And this is what it says. This is Paul's third missionary journey. Amen. And so when you go back and read chapter 20, you see the journey, you see the events that happened within the journey. And this is just one of them, amen, that uh, happened in Ephesus. So it says from in verse 17, from Malthus, amen, he sent to Ephesus, and called for the elders of the church. Amen. Sent to Malthus, he sent back to Ephesus. And if you go back in chapter 20, what you'll find out is there was, amen, a great stir in the city of Ephesus because of the goddess Dana was worshipped. Amen. And this is where Paul said that he fought the beast at Ephesus. So he couldn't have his gathering. He could not have his meeting in Ephesus because of the stir that had taken place. Glory to God. And God's always miraculously delivering Paul from all kinds of circumstances. And this place was no different. So from Malthus, he sent to Ephesus, called for the elders of the church. And this is what he said in verse 18. And when they came to him, he said to them, you know, from the first day that I was in Asia, in what manner I was always living, lived among you serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. These were not strangers. These were my, these were the countrymen, the brethren, who were hanging on to their old, antiquated, outdated ways, amen, not understanding the mystery of Christ, the Gentile, being part of the church. Amen. The plotting of the Jews, my own familiar friend, whom I have trusted, have lifted up their heels against me. Verse 20, and how I kept back nothing that was helpful. I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you. 
Amen. I'm not leaving with half done work. Amen. I'm leaving with completion. Glory to God. I taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying of the Jews, also of the Greeks, this message, repentance towards God, faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And see now, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me or befall me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that chains await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I might finish the race. I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel, amen, of grace, the grace of God. Glory to God. I got to finish what's said before me. In the New Living Translation, it says it's like this in the same verses. Verse 17, but when I landed at Malta, I sent, I sent a message to the elders at the church of Ephesus asking them to come and meet me. Again, there was, a, there was great drama in Ephesus because of the goddess Dana and the things that they worshiped in Ephesus. Amen. Paul's coming stirred up the city. Glory to God, talking about Christ. Hallelujah. When they arrived, he declared, you know what? You know that from the day I set foot in the providence of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that come to me from the plot of the Jews. Verse 20, I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear. I never shrank back back from telling you, amen, what you needed to hear. I told it publicly and in your homes, from house to house, amen, amen. This was no secret thing, my message. Verse 21, I have uh, had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin, turning to God, and having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 22, and now I go bound by the Spirit to Jerusalem. I do not know what awaits me. But, amen, verse 23, except the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that the, that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing unless I use it in finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus the work of telling others the good news, amen, of the wondrous grace of God, amen. My life is worth nothing, amen, unless I use it for finishing. Glory to God, the work that it was assigned to me, amen. In the New King James Version, it says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. None of these things moved me. I got to, I got to finish. Regardless of what lay, lie ahead, I got to go forward. Now in the gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 25 through 30 in the New King James Version only, it says this, and this is the scene. Amen. Jesus is on the cross. Amen. These are the last minutes of his life and he's still serving. This is what he says in verse 25. 
Now that stood by the cross, Jesus, amen, Jesus, his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. They were there at the cross, amen. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, amen, always referred to John, the disciple whom he loved. Standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, that, amen, the, the, that disciple took her to his own house. This was not a wedding. This was not a marriage. This was Christ, amen, uh, knowing that they need something. They need one another. He was something in their life. Glory to God. Amen. And this John, he would, did not want to leave without parental, amen, comfort. Neither did he want to leave his mother without a son to raise. So he says, woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, this is your mother. And so he took her home. Glory to God. Verse 28, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were accomplished, that the scripture may be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. Now a vessel of full of sour wine was setting there, and they filled the sponge with sour wine, put it on the hyssop, put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Bowing his head, he gave up the spirit. It is finished. Glory to God. Some of the last assignments, glory, that Christ did, before giving up the ghost, before bowing his head, he was still ministering to the needs of others. Glory. Amen. Still ministering to the needs of others. The only purpose of the sour wine is to bring some type of anesthesia, some type of help through the agony of the crucifixion. Amen. But on the cross, he is still completing. He's still accomplishing what he needed all the way to his last breath. Now, I, I think that should be the goal. I think that should be the uh, aspiration for all of us is that, amen, we serve to our very last breath. Amen. There's no retirement. There's no retirement program in the kingdom. There's no retirement program, <laughs> glory to God, in the kingdom. Tonight, let's deal with this, the heart of a finisher. Hallelujah. Paul says, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. Amen. I'm, not, I'm uncertain about what awaits me there. Not sure about all of the circumstances, but I do know that jail and suffering is ahead of me. Amen. I do know it's not going to be pleasant, my next step. But he says, but my life is nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus Christ. My life is worth nothing, not nothing to me, unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that assignment, amen, is telling them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, glory to God. Telling others of the good news about the wonderful grace of God. That's my, that's my assignment, glory to God. The gospel, telling of the gospel, of the sanctifying, soul-saving grace to Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul, in this uh, marvelous text, he says, 
and this thing has been in my spirit, I go bound in the spirit. Paul says that the direction, the timing of the next mission is not from his own selfish ambition or his own self-promoting gain. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our sight. I submit myself, glory to God, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The race that is set before me, Paul says, is assigned to me by the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not my doing. This is not my choice. This is a race that Apostle Paul, amen, has become settled in his spirit with. Hallelujah. He has become settled in his spirit and he has accepted the fact that this next level is going to get intense. But in order for me to finish, if I have to go through Jerusalem, then Jerusalem it is. There has to be a point. There has to be a time that we settle in, amen, whatever assignment God, amen, has for us in Christ. We have to settle into it, amen, knowing that a finisher, a finisher has learned the art of submission. Amen. If we intend to be a finisher, we must learn the art of submission. Many are going about trying to pick and choose their destination, trying to pick and choose what route they want to take. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Trying to, trying to convince themselves, I'm waiting on God for the next move. And the Holy Spirit is saying, amen, Jerusalem is your destination and chains and trial await you there. Glory to God. Fear will always, amen, alternate, deviate, distract your destiny. Amen. So we got to settle in our spirit that, Father, whatever is next, I accept the assignment that's before me so that I may finish my race with joy. If I got to go there, I have to go there. And so this is why it's imperative that early on in our walking with the Lord, we learn how to be filled and led by the Spirit. Amen. We learn how to let the Holy Spirit direct us. Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 16 through 17 in the New Living Translation. And this is what it says. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature, amen, craves. Let me read that again. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature, it wants to do evil, which is the just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of the sin nature. These Two forces are constantly fighting each other. Amen. So that we're, we are not able, that we are not free to carry out our good intention. Paul understood that I can't follow me and him. I can't follow what I desire and what the Lord desires. Because if I look at what I desire, amen, we typically, uh, before we're delivered, have a water running mentality. And what I mean by that is water normally chooses the path of least resistance. Water typically chooses the path of least resistance. Amen, that water running mentality. But Paul says, if I have to go uphill, if I have to go through danger, amen, if that's my course by the Spirit, amen, that that's the way that I will go. Jesus, before he started his earthly ministry at 33 years old in Mark 4 and Matthew 4, said that he was filled 
amen, by the Spirit and led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Glory to God. Before he got started, he gave man, he had to be tested. All of us got have to be tested, amen, so that we make choices, the proper choices before we get into the middle of God's assignments and then all of a sudden start making terrible choices. Glory to God. In Acts 20, chapter, verses 22b, amen, he says, not knowing the things that befall me there. Amen. Uncertainty. Sometimes just uncertain about what step C and D and E and F is, is can be enough to cause us to, amen, want to turn around. Amen. There is a heart that has to overcome when God doesn't tell us, amen, everything that's going to happen in Jerusalem. He doesn't tell us everything that's going to be next. Amen. Just enough to know that the next step is not going to be an easy step. That change and trials, they'll wake me. I don't know what else. All I know is that. But none of these things move me. Neither do I count my life dear to myself that I may finish my race with joy. I got to finish. Amen. I got to finish. The heart of a finisher is a heart that, amen, is directed in one direction have one desire and that's to finish the work that was given to us glory to God that's the that's the heart of a finisher amen at some point at some point in your life at some point you got to amen be a sellout at some point you have to recognize I've tried everything in the world I have went double back around that mountain only to come back empty full of sorrow, hurt, glory to God, ashamed. So at some point, we have to come to the place where, amen, uh, I, I, I give it all to Jesus. At some point, we got to sell out. Amen, I follow Jesus. Though none go with me, still I follow. At some point, we have to stop living for the flesh to desire to fulfill the cravings and the desires of, of the flesh. At some point, we have to recognize that there's nothing in it. We've re-ran re, re through those bones, as we would say in the country. We've ran through those bones. We've checked over them. We've been through it. Amen. There's nothing on that bone. Glory to God. We got to go on with God now. We got to sell out for the master now. We got to set our eyes towards finishing. Amen. At some point, the Bible says Jesus set his eyes Amen, towards Jerusalem. He set his eyes towards the crucifixion, knowing what was going to happen. Even in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, praise God, he, amen, he went back and forth, but he came back to the point, not my will, but God, your will be done. Paul was uncertain about the condition that was going to he was going to experience in Jerusalem, but he was not uncertain about his desire to finish the race. The conditions was uncertain, but his heart wouldn't. A finisher, glory to God, amen, all they need is a direction. Whatever that takes them, the psalmist said in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Glory to God, we have raised a generation that, amen, want to, rebuke and hickamanda shanda, eat a mosquito, everything. But there's some things you got to just get with. Glory to God. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. 
But amen, knowing this, that the testing of your faith, it produces something. Hallelujah, it produces something. The heart of a finisher. Glory to God. Amen. The heart of man is God's property. The heart of man, man himself, is God's property. Amen. But the, amen, the adversary desires to hijack and to steal time from God's property. Amen. He desires to hijack. He understands and know that, amen, the heart is the, amen, is the issue. If I got his heart, everything else is going to follow. Amen. In John 13, chapter 1 through 5 in the New King James Version, this is what it says. Now, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world, amen, and to the Father, he loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them until the end. That's the point. That's the command that we have. He loved them until the end. Who is it that God has given you to disciple? Who is it that the Holy Spirit, amen, has given to you to, amen, to, to, to strengthen and to raise? Glory to God. We got to have this purpose regardless of what the disciples do, regardless of what Peter said, regardless of how he misunderstood. Amen. The Bible says Jesus loved them until the end. He knew Judas' heart. He knew John Mark was going to run away from him. He understood and knew they were not able to fulfill the will be with your promise. Because at night, they couldn't even stay awake. How can, how can you die and you can't even stay awake? What? You sleeping. Glory to God. But he said he loved them until the end. Ah, that's it. Glory. And what supper had ended, verse 2, the devil, having already put it in, amen, into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simeon's son to betray him. The devil had already put it in the target and that was his heart. And Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from the father and was going to God, rose from the supper, laid aside his garments, took a tile, girded himself. After that, poured water in the basin, began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the tile. Amen. He was girded. Glory to God. Jesus at the end of life, at the end before even the uh, apprehension, he's serving them like a peasant. He's serving them like someone amen, of the lowest order of servants in the house. And that was those that washed feet. Jesus took upon the lowest at his last night to talk to them, amen, in a human suit. He took upon the lowest order of the house. And that's, amen, to wash feet. And even that of Judas. Glory to God. We got to get that down in our spirit. Amen. So what does the Bible say about the heart? Amen. Uh, there's much to be said because the heart is where decisions, where feelings and thought processes come from. Say again, Bogus. The heart is where our decisions, where feelings, amen, and thought processes come from. Amen. So the heart is thought to be the control center. Amen. It's a sort of a control center. Amen. From which all decisions are made, the heart. So the enemy is trying to hijack God's property. It is up to us, amen, to keep him kicked out. Hide the word in our heart that we won't sin against him. Glory to God. So when we uh, read about the heart in the Bible, listen to this. 
It's about the place where your will, your attitude, where our intentions, amen, are. Amen, which is the source of our thought, our actions, and the word. Glory to God. It is the place where our will and the heart is where our attitude, our intentions. Glory to God. A finisher has a heart that is intended, amen, to please the one that enlisted him. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the source where our thoughts and our actions and our words come from. Amen. So the heart is the core of, amen, the, who we are as people. It's the, amen. It is the core. Amen. And so essentially, your heart is you. Essentially, your heart is you. This is what it says in Proverbs 23 and 7. Amen. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, Glory to God. That so it connects heart thinking with passion. That all thinking is not connected to a passion. All thinking is not connected to decision making. Glory to God. But if you think it in your decision making place, in your heart, not a casual thought, not a fleeting thought, but a meditated thought. Ah, that's the that's the issue. A meditated thought. That's why we learn the art of homilegeo. So we fill our heart up with the word of God. I say what he says. I speak what he speaks. I declare the Lord's decree, what he said about me. Glory to God. I, I talk how he talks. And I fill my heart up with it so that, amen, when the hour has come, amen, and when the testing is at, one, uh, is at, uh, at hand and the evil one is trying to have his place, amen, there's nothing that he can, amen, throw at me. Why? Because my heart has already been sold out to Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So the heart is, amen, that is connected to God, is able to choose good every time. Hot glory. The heart that is connected to God is able to choose good every time. But the heart that opens itself up to others, amen, like the uh, 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 imperial influences, Glory to God, it becomes blind, it becomes confused when it comes to discernment. Amen. When it comes to discernment. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Proverbs, 20, 12, Proverbs 4 and 23 in the New King James Version says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Amen. Another version said, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else. Amen. That means that, amen, we can stop what comes in it and what goes out of it. That means we have to be the husband man of our own heart. We have to keep the weeds out of our own garden. Cover to God. Make a conscious effort about what we're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about. Amen. A finisher understands, amen, the necessity of guarding, amen, one's heart. Another version says, above all else, guard your affections. Ah, that's it. Guard your affections. Watch what you set affection to. Thank you, Father. Amen. Your affection has to be for this word of God. Your passion has to be for the prayer. Amen. Spending time with God on a daily basis. Amen. If your passion is not, not there, ask for it. 
Confess it and ask for it. Father, my passion is not in prayer. My passion is not intercession. I'm not, I'm not in the word like I need to. I, amen. And I don't even really have the desire. Heal me that I may desire you more. Desire your word more. Desire your commands more. That I may desire what you desire. You see, anytime a child gets sick, the first thing that leaves them is their appetite. Hallelujah. Proverbs 20, 12 and 25 in the New King James Version says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word make it, makes it glad. <laughs> Glory to God. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word, amen, makes it glad. That's why the enemy hate, amen, believers who have stored in them already a good word. Because he got somebody down on the ground trying to amen, make them say uncle through anxiety and cause depression. But here you come with your good word. Glory to God. And so all of a sudden they go from depressed and anxious, amen, to they've been made glad by that good word. Thank you, Lord. The heart of a finisher is one that has sanctified God in his or her heart and has come to terms with the fact that if I'm going to be a finisher, I must trust him with all my heart. I've come to terms with the fact that, amen, I got to, I got to give it up. If you can't die to self, amen, you're not qualified to go into the next battle. If you can't deny yourself, die, die to self, amen, we're not qualified to go to this next phase, amen, in the kingdom advancement to this next battle. Hallelujah. It qualifies us. Amen. It qualifies us. I was in school, in college, there's certain classes you didn't take until you took the prerequisites. Amen. You couldn't move on, in, amen, for algebra, I mean for calculus, unless you've taken algebra, trigonometry, glory to God, some of that basic, then you can, then you can, amen, and you better do good because you can't excel in calculus if you barely made it through algebra and trig. You just can't do it because you barely got in. Amen. So you'll start out struggling. Glory to God. The heart of a finisher. I got to get done. I feel God. The heart of a finisher is one that has sanctified God in his heart and has come to terms with the fact that if I'm going to be a finisher, I must trust him with all my heart. I must trust him with my next destination. I must trust him going to Jerusalem. No, I don't know all the details. No, I don't know what's next after Jerusalem. No, I don't know everything that's going to happen, but I do know that chains and that await me, but none of these things, they move me. My heart is not disturbed by the battle. My heart is not disturbed by, amen, what lies ahead of me. Amen, because, amen, if he's brought me this far, he's going to take me home, take me on. Amen. I got to get it done. This is the word that I want to, amen, press in your spirit. At what point are you going to just give it up? How much longer does he have to convince us that he's God and he's Jehovah? He is sovereign. Glory to God. Amen. And that he fathers, whatever he fathers, amen, he take care of. When, what, amen, how many more trips around the mountains do we need before we convince he is trustworthy? Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord asked me, he said, Bogus, amen, when you going to give it up? When you going to, amen, do what I say do the way I say do it? 
Glory to God. How many more trips around the mountains do you need? How many time, more times does the ground need to be wet and the fleece dry? And the, amen. How many more times does the ground has to be dry and the fleece wet? How, how, how much more do you need to hear your enemy hear you? Hear, amen, that you are an adversary to them. What more do you need the proof, amen, that I'm trustworthy? Glory to God. Amen. So God says, I don't need your selfish ambition. I don't need your selfish promotion. I got a destiny that is all that is designed for you, and it's Jerusalem. Glory to God. It's going to be tough the next, the next step, but I need to know will you trust me when it's tough. You trusted me for the, amen, for the financial increase. You trusted me when they were prophesying about your house. Then you trusted me when you were prophesying about the increase in membership. Now, can you trust me in trials? Glory to God, because a heart, amen, faith that hasn't been tested is faith that can't be trusted. Can you trust me in this next trial? It's coming up. I'm telling you now, amen, every city Paul went through, Amen. I believe that the prophets and the prophetic word were saying, you do know this next step going about to be tough on you. You go on to Jerusalem, chains away you there. Not going to be pretty in Jerusalem. He says, and none of these things move me. You know, neither do I count my life dear to myself. I got to run this race. I got to get finished. I got to complete what God has given me. In the name of Jesus Christ. The New Living Translation says in Acts 20 and 24, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing. Amen. The work assigned to me, amen, signed me by the Lord Jesus Christ. My life is nothing unless I use it for finishing the work. Glory to God. And so tonight, my question to everyone that's here, everyone that'll listen later on, amen, as a finisher, how much more does he have to do before you sell out? How much more does he have to prove? Amen. How many more trips around the mountain before you realize he's way, man, he's trustworthy? Glory to God. Thank you, Master. This is the heart of a finisher. Amen. A strong heart, a committed heart, a dedicated heart. A heart that says, Amen, whatever it is, I'm going through it, but I'm going to it. In the name of Jesus Christ, glory to God. This is us. This is our exhortation. This is our, this is our love for you, beloved. Amen. That we walk worthy of the vocation which we have been called. In all lowliness, in meekness. Amen. Uh, giving room for one another's faults. In the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Bless you tonight. May, the, may this word strengthen you. May it cut you, but may it strengthen you. May it challenge you, but may you, amen, begin to have the strength to go on from our meaningless, aimless state in the Lord. We shouldn't meander around when we have a destination. Amen. When God has given us assignment and he's given us an attitude to have in that assignment and with all humility, hallelujah, with a sanctified heart and a sanctified mind, we got to finish in the name of Jesus. If you're listening to this podcast now or later, and you, amen, those that would hear it later, and you have not made a conscious decision about your internal future, glory to God, amen, I want to present to you Jesus Christ. Amen, if you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you can accept him right now. You don't have to wait to go to church. You don't have to wait for them to pull out the big chair and go sit in the front. 
For the word has said, amen, what does the word say? That if you believe in your heart and if that you, amen, believe in your heart and that you declare with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. But with the heart one believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. If you are listening to this, glory to God, you can pray and ask the Lord to come into my life. I surrender myself to you. To, to you. I've done all that I know to do. Still, I'm empty. Still, I'm hungry. Still, I'm without purpose. But if you come into my life, fill me with your spirit. I'll serve you all the days of my life. I submit to you. To those of you that are backsliding, amen, you backslidden. Maybe the pandemic got you. Maybe there's something that happened that, that, that disturbed you. Glory to God, amen. Uh, got good news. According to Jeremiah, he says, I'm married to the backslider. You don't have to be ashamed what folks see you and what folks think about you. Praise God. The only shame I want to have is stand before him, amen, and hear him say, I don't know who you are. That's the only shame. He's married to the backslider. Why don't you come back home? Why don't you come home? Why don't you, why don't you make a decision and just do it? Amen. Just start home. No, no, not with the voices of what the people going to say in your mind, but the love and the reception that the Father will give you, amen, when you're home from the park, from the hog pen. Amen. The prodigal son father said, look, my son that was lost is not found. He was dead and now he's alive. And they may be, they begin to make merry. Bring the fatted calf. Put the shoes on his feet. Amen. Bring the robe. My son is home. That's what you want to be here listening for. And amen. And angels in heaven are rejoicing when one soul is lost. That's what you want to be looking listening for. Never mind the false voices. Never mind what everybody else has to say. Never mind all the, amen, the gossipers. They're going to have to give an account for their own stewardship. Glory to God. But have that in your mind, amen, and, and amen. Uh, the Lord knows those that are his. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. I thank you for the moving of your spirit. Father God, teach us how to be finishers, amen. Give us a heart that would finish in the name of Jesus. May the light of your countenance shine upon us tonight. Strengthen us in every part that we're weak, that we may be committed to you, Amen. And give you a, a give you an eternal yes and never take it back. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We thank you. We magnify you. You alone are God. You're God all by yourself. And besides you, there is none other. In Jesus' name, 